Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. My name is Ray, and I'm host of the show. And as you know, each week we take the law of attraction a little bit deeper, or maybe we take it a little bit lighter. I'm not sure. <laughs> Either like way, we make it <laughs> we make it more fun, more tangible, more applicable to your everyday life. And it is our hope that when you get to the end of this hour, you will have felt better. <laughs> that is our goal. And to help me. Uh, travel that beautiful journey to ease and and flow is my friend Janice Campbell. Welcome Janice. Hi. So today's show um, is is dedicated to this concept that is again taking law of attraction a little bit more advanced, a little bit beyond just the the top level uh, affirmations that we that we hear so much about positive thinking. And the title of the of the show is really you can't just think yourself out of that problem. And and this is really about going beyond positive thinking. And I think for many of us initially attracted to metaphysical practices, it was this idea that positive thinking was, was really the key to creating one's life. But I think that many of the metaphysical teachers that we know and love, and that's the Abrahams and, and many of the um, great metaphysical teachers and channels that we're hearing today and from, from many years past, are really telling us that it goes beyond just thinking positively, that the mind in and of itself is not enough to really fire on all cylinders. So what we want to talk about today is that we want to look at the other faculties of awareness that you have, that you can use every day to really become more entrenched and involved in what is happening in your life on the physical plane. But of course, we know if we want to go to the physical, we got to go to the meta first. We got to go to that which we are feeling, that which we are imagining. Um, and, And I think the sort of aha moments for me that are happening as I get more into this law of attraction is that the thoughts and the knowing and the understanding is really only the first step, you know? It's just the beginning. It's not the end. I used to think that if I got the answer intellectually, if I had the understanding that I was done and that just my my thinking alone, but it's more than that, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Well, let's, let's find out. Sounds intriguing. <laughs> it's more. It's more. It's more. So 
really what um, what we're going to do to help us talk about this is we're going to go to our friend Frank Butterfield again, who is our new favorite channel, and um, and talk a little bit about a recording that he recently made. He did this morning series that you can check out on his website, communionoflight.com. Uh, about leveraging the contrast of money. So we're going to focus a little bit on money here just to sort of see an example of moving beyond thinking and into the feeling modality of tapping into source energy at its level of language, the emotional language of vibration, which is really the language of source, the language of spirit. So we're going to set it up first to sort of introduce the contrast um, what is the problem? And you'll hear in this first segment, this first recording, that this channel is setting up the issue around money, the problem of money, and really introducing uh, the situation to us from a very mental, thinking, intellectual space. And from there, we'll show how these profound shifts in understanding the deeper knowing of vibration and feeling make all the difference all the difference. So here we go again. Uh, this is uh, Frank Butterfield. It is a copyright communion of light and we're playing it with his permission. Here we go. Whatever I think about what is happening or what has happened in the past in terms of how money comes into my life, what I do with the money that I have, how I have spent it, how I've given it away, how I have made it, how I have created it even. I find that it's painful to think about. I feel shame. I feel guilt. I feel a sense of dread. I worry. And it's very, very, very painful to contemplate what happened before and what might be happening now and what could even happen in the future. And what I'm noticing is that I don't like to think about these things. And in fact, what I've been doing is I've been avoiding some of the things that I otherwise would pay attention to if it were a different topic, because it seems like the topic of money is just too painful to think about. And while... I'm not exactly sure what it is that hurts so much about what it is that I'm thinking about. I do know that I'm beginning to realize that it's okay to be where I am on this topic. It's okay for me to have feelings of shame and guilt and blame and worry and it's okay for me to want to avoid this topic it's okay to notice that it's painful and as i'm saying this to myself and as i'm declaring this actually to be true that it is okay for these things to be as they are i am beginning to feel a little bit better about what it is that i'm thinking about about the topic of money. It's okay for me to think about what might have gone wrong and to feel regret or disdain about the actions that I took or didn't take. 
so I'm no longer going to beat myself up or compound these misdemeanors into felonies by judging myself for how I feel about the topic of money. I'm no longer going to look at money as being somehow or another the bad thing that's going on in my life. It's okay that I do. It's okay that I have held the topic of money in this way, but I'm not really interested in doing that much anymore. Okay, so we heard this setup. And what's interesting about the morning series and how it's rolled out in this way is that we set up the contrast first so we can sink our teeth into where we are. And Jess, what I found so interesting about that little setup is that I think oftentimes when we've been introduced to the law of attraction, we've been introduced to metaphysical thinking, and we take it from this knowledge perspective, we cover over the emotions in trying to come up with these positive thinking modalities in hopes that it will somehow layer over the vibration that we're feeling, you know? Yes. But it's so slippery because then it's like we hear, don't focus on the resistance or don't focus on the negative. But in a way, I think it's, I think we, we have to, like we have to really go into it and have an understanding like an understanding of it, because from that place of understanding, then we have the compassion, which is the feeling part, which is the softening. Because otherwise we're just judging it. If we just like making ourselves wrong, why do I think that? Or why did I do that with my money? Why didn't I do this? It's so much judgment that it just stays stuck. But when it, like yeah. an understanding is like, oh, I understand why I did that. I understand. And then, and then there can be a loosening. And I think there is this sort of coming to Jesus understanding of it's okay to have the emotions that I have because they are informational in themselves. And and valuable. And it it kind of feels too like it's really about resistance. Like, like, you know, the whole don't judge the judging or just being able to not resist what is. Like, you know, it reminds me like when my husband always says to me when I'm having a bad day, just go to bed, you know, <laughs> like just right. go. It's kind of like, don't resist what is. It's kind of like, so what? Like, you yeah. know, we, especially sometimes on this metaphysical path, we like want to be so perfect and get it right instead of like, I'm feeling this way. And it's all up in the head. You know, we read all the books and we get all the quotes right. And, you know, we have all the, the pages and the books tabbed and highlighted and then tabbed and highlighted again. Yes. And then, you know, but we can't ignore how we're feeling. We can't it is what it is. It's, it's like to say I'm not feeling this way just because we believe we shouldn't feel this way is not going to be the way through. Not helpful. No. And plus what happens is, and you know, how I see this played out so uh, much in, in my my experience of teaching this work is that people will come to my class for years, years, and nothing shifts. Okay? Now I'm not going to take that personally. But anyway, <laughs> but what I hear is that there isn't sort of this allowing to be devastated you know, be fearful, be just sort of let it out yeah. there or to be human, to be human. Yeah. They run. There's a running, yeah. there's a running and a, Oh, here's a new technique and I'm going to tap it out mm-hmm. or I'm going to, you know, neuro linguistic program it out mm-hmm. or I'm going to do yoga and I'm all those things are great. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But if the underneath 
caudral is boiling, trying to put over, you know, these sort of layers of metaphysical practices is not going to allow the vibration to shift. And it's not really coming to one's knees in, in sort of a surrender to what has happened without judgment, to let it be all the mistakes, all the wrong choices, blah, blah, blah. Let it be okay. Yes. Well, cause otherwise if we, we kind of have to ask ourselves, what are we afraid of? And that fear right. just keeps us running away from it without yes. looking at it and confronting it and saying, what is this all about? Exactly. Oh, I heard this great thing about fear on uh, another a book I just read and I'll endorse later on. But um, fear and excitement are the same energy. One expects, however, one expects a negative outcome and the other one expects a positive outcome. Oh, interesting. Isn't that interesting? Because I think fear and excitement sometimes can have that same charge. Mm-hmm. But if your expectation is positive, you, you're excited. If your expectation is dread about what's going to happen, that's where you get the emotion of fear. So it's that energy below it that just allows, allows us to be okay with where we are. There's a relief there. I'm going to release my positive thinking for just a moment because my incessant, relentless, positive thinking is actually stopping me from being re- real about where I am vibrationally, where I am underneath the surface, in the caudral, in the deep recesses of my body, I notice. And and what I love about what Frank's process is that he's showing us through the communion of light is that there is a declaration that it's okay to be here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean I screwed up. It doesn't mean I don't get it. It doesn't mean I can't get there from here, but there is like this okay to stop beating myself up, to stop judging myself. Because, you know, I think we do a lot of quote unquote forgiveness work in the metaphysical um, world, but I think the biggest, most obvious place to forgive is oneself. Well, it's the only place, really. Because, right. I mean, I think all of our energy out there, we, we project it on that it's the other person, but really it, it's a thought within us that has to be released. We're holding that thought, otherwise, we wouldn't have so much energy still attached to it yeah but i love that i love that all forgiveness gets back to us because that's that feeling of feeling powerful otherwise we're kind of at the effect of oh are they going to do the right thing are they going to say the right thing to me to make me feel better like we could pull that energy back in and say i could forgive i have the power to forgive i have the power to to make myself feel better and what i love so much about the topic of money is it's like it really condenses all this stuff because it it has such heightened emotional charge. So I think what's so interesting is to focus on the topic of money because really there, I mean, you cannot throw a stick without hitting a motivational money book about how what you need to do that has nothing to do with coming to the peace with the decisions you made that got you here to begin with. What do you mean? What do you mean? There, like, there's a lot of books about what you should do about money. And how you should change oh. the ways that you manage it. Right. Dealing with the symptoms. Right. Like the level, no, at the level yeah. of effect. How do you move the pieces on the physical plane to make it work better instead of really taking responsibility of the cause? Yes. How it got created and, in the first place. And not necessarily responsibility in that shame on you, but there's something perfect coming out of all of this. Yeah, but responsibility in that it's like, it's our, like, again, that powerful versus powerless. Like, why wouldn't we want to take responsibility for our experience with money? 
Yes. Because that way we actually have a connection to what happens. If right. we right. release all responsibility, again, we're at the effect that we just kind of have to wait our turn. Right, right. And when I think about, you know, what's so important about getting to the emotional basis of how we're feeling about any topic, we're talking about money in this circumstance, but it could be relationships, career, whatever it is, health, what really is important and why we're talking about emotions so specifically, because our friends Abraham have said this as as many metaphysical teachers, is that the emotional language is the, is the language of spirit. And what I mean by that is that Spirit, source, the higher self communicates to us through emotions. And what I, what I mean specifically is that when we are feeling the, the emotions of being cut off, that's literally what we're feeling, dread, fear, worry, those are indications that we have forgotten for the moment who we really are. But you can't remember yourself unless you remember you forgot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we we could know that when it feels lousy, we have a misunderstanding of the truth. Right. And it's really this awareness that is so important because we can't do the imagination work and all the feeling work and all this wonderful stuff if we're not willing to sort of say, this is what I created, this is where I am, and there is nothing wrong with mm-hmm. it. And that I know that these emotions, the way, because they feel so bad, it means that I have lost sight of how spirit, source, God, the high self sees me. Mm-hmm. I've been telling a story that source, God, light does not tell about me. And is it important? It's so important for me to hear source's story than me to make up stories to overcome my emotions. Let me say that again. It's so important that I get peaceful enough to hear the story that God is telling about me than trying to tell this other story running around covering up the emotions that I have. Because when we first started with Law of Attraction 101, the secret days, we call them, the days of the secret, (laughs) that big, you know, major DVD, um, we were told, you know, think this way and you will feel better. You will feel better. Think this way and you will feel better. And that works. That works. But we're finding that some of the newer technology, some of the newer metaphysical technology coming through Abraham and and um, our friends like Frank Butterfield with the communion of light is that really if you can feel better first, source will begin to think the thoughts for you. You will begin to tap into thoughts that you couldn't have access to without already having the feeling first. So now we're going feeling, thinking, feeling, thinking rather than thinking, feeling. It's, it's really an interesting, deeper way of understanding these laws. So how do we conjure the feeling? How do we change how we feel? Well, at first we have to come to, we have to come to the fact that this is where we are, that we feel devastated, that we feel fearful, that we feel worry. I mean, people run from fear. Well, because and and so much energy gets locked up in, in thinking we should be different than, or be in a different place than where we are. Yeah. And there's just so yeah. much stuck energy when we start making ourselves wrong. Exactly. And what's so interesting about these lower emotions is that once you allow yourself to feel them, they will dissipate so fast. You know, I mean, you can run from feeling fear for decades, but if you actually just allow yourself to feel the fear, you will watch how there is no there there. There is no energy <laughs> there. You know, it's like the fear of it is worse than is worse than the actual yeah. fear. Yeah. <laughs> And so we, we want to introduce this practice of, you know, being bold about where you are and letting it 
as as Frank said so beautifully as he channeled there, I'm okay with not being okay with these emotions. <laughs> you know, we just begin to etch away at this idea that we can stop beating ourselves up, we can stop judging, we can stop putting the smiley face over the empty tank, as our friends Abraham liked to say. You know, it's okay to be in metaphysical circles and be angry. It's okay to go to church and be upset. I mean, I think sometimes our our metaphysical havens like our churches have become this place where we get so so caught up in being perfect and happy all the time yes. that there is a level of artificiality that sets in, you know, where's the realness? Yeah. You know, you know, hearing you say that too, it reminds me of the feeling of embarrassment, like so, so much of whether the money or, you know, it seems a lot of times around the money, but it's the fear of being embarrassed. So it, it's the fear of having the feeling of being embarrassed. Yes. Is is yes. bigger than the actual situation. Yeah. Or getting it resolved. Just the thought of it. Like when I think of when I was in different money situations, it was so like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like like I'm not supposed to be feeling embarrassed. So then I would do things that would make it worse because right. I'm trying to hide it. But again, it's that whole convoluted on top of on top of on top of. Instead yeah. of just and being really intimate with what's happening here. This and being okay with yeah. it, to, you know, to, to be exposing that and then having the short shout and letting it dissipate. Well, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com, where we go deep, people. And when we come back from the break. Deep and light. <laughs> deep and light at the same time. Like it's that. fabulous. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hold on. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You are listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. And you might have heard, or might be in the second segment, um, our wonderful cruise commercial. Uh, we are going cruising uh, this, com- this November 2012. And uh, we sure hope that you'll join us. Um, Janice and I are looking forward to having a, a wonderful time upon that big, beautiful boat. And we hope that you'll come and party with us and we'll have some wonderful workshops to uh, indulge in and also just to kind of get to know each other. It'll be really fun. Uh, we see you all downloading the the tracks every month and every week, and, and we sure would love to connect with you. So uh, if that looks like something that's pulling on your heartstrings, let it be. So back to our topic. Really what we're talking about is this refined, finer technology of understanding that if we can just be at peace with where we are, that some of those lower emotions will dissipate very, very rapidly. And then it allows us to naturally raise our vibration. Again, like the cork underneath the ocean, underneath the water. As Abraham says all the time, when you release the cork, it will float. And that's our natural being. We are beings of light. So if we allow ourselves to just feel better, if we move into that upper understanding of just letting the thoughts go, letting them all go, chill out. Sometimes Abraham says the most important thing we can say to you is just chill out. Chill out even with the positive thinking. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's about just stop trying. Stop trying. Like we work so hard. (laughs) We add add so much that we really don't have to add thinking that it's going to matter. You know, it kind of makes me realize, too, it's like we try or we do too much when we don't really understand the truth of how spirit's working in our life. Like, we probably have to do just a fraction of what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, you know, we've talked about this before, this this beautiful surrender, you know, to not really knowing what to do next. Not not having to know what to do next in, in any circumstance, but just, you know, letting things go, letting go, trying to figure out who needs what from whom, and just taking a breath and saying, I'm just going to choose to feel better in knowing that, that I know that there is more for me in this circumstance than I'm allowing myself to see. Yeah. And then I'm going to even surrender needing to see it. I'm really just going to... You know, yeah. like, oh, I got to figure out what this means. I have to figure out what I'm doing wrong or what, you know, what does this mean? Instead of interesting. Oh, interesting. Yes. And this place of surrendering that I don't really know oftentimes what is the best course to take. And I'm going to just stay open and trust that I'll be led moment to moment. But I don't have to figure this all out now. You know, I think Abraham has introduced that to us over and over again. You know, I don't have to figure this out now. There's a relief in that. I'm going to be, it's okay that I feel the way that I feel. There is this surrender that gets us out of our minds. And again, you know, I'm not just talking about the negative self-talk. I'm talking about the ridiculous momentum, hamster wheel, you know, out of of control, positive thinking monsters we become. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're just fighting so hard where we're at that we're just spewing bumper stickers. Yeah. But, you know, I I think it's interesting to look and see, too, like what areas of our life are we fighting? Because I could see I'm not fighting in all areas. 
Right. I mean, like it's, I was thinking like it's interesting about my kids. Like I was saying this when you were talking. I, I, for years, I've told myself that raising kids is a marathon. And that gives me so much room because I always have this philosophy that nothing really matters. You know, it, because it's such a long journey. I don't have to micromanage each event in their life. And if I work too hard at each event, I'll burn out. By the time they're raised. So it's kind of like, almost like I give myself permission to have a more expansive view and also room for spirit to enter. And then I'll see like certain aspects of my career. I'll be like, oh my God, I'm not doing this. Or I, I should have had this done by now. Or I was going to do this and it's not happening. Or, you know, I mean, I'm much harder on myself as it relates to my career. And I'm not hard on myself as it relates to my family. And I, I'm just yes. wondering if we, we pick these areas of our life where we have different beliefs around it and we try harder. There's more, maybe more scarcity attached to it or I don't know. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm getting is like in my earlier Christian walk, when I was more monotheistic, which means I believed in one God outside of us that was sort of doing all this stuff. When I had this monotheistic um, belief system, I could surrender to it. You know, I surrendered to you, Father. I surrendered to you, Jesus, right? And, and and there was some comfort in that. It was like, Jesus, take the wheel, literally, right? Yeah. And when we, when we get into metaphysical practice and we start hearing that we're it, you know, yeah. there is no other out there. There is higher energy, yes, but we're all it. You're creating everything. You're in the driver's seat. You are God. Suddenly we lose the ability to hand it over to something. Because right, there's nothing to hand it over to <laughs> and everything's our fault. Yeah. And it's exhausting, right? It's like, I kind of crave that. I want to hand it over to Jesus, you know? And I think what we can do is bring back that part of our knowing that we can hand it over to those greater energies. We can hand it over to the larger perspective. We can hand it over to our higher selves that we don't have to give up the idea of surrender just because we've given up on monotheism. Yeah. Well, I like that whole thing. Like, you know, like we don't make the sun come up every day. We're not in charge of, you know, our blood flowing through our bodies or the earth turning perfectly. Like obviously there's so much perfection going on and, and we personally don't have anything to do with that. Exactly. And you are on what's ours to do and what's not ours to do. Amen. And yes, you create your own reality, but you're not making your heartbeat. So there's something going on, you know, that is at some level beyond our scope of thinking our way through it. You know, I will think my positive way through this situation. And, and there is an exhaustion point, you know, that there is. And what I'd like to say is let's not get to the end of the exhaustion point when we are sick, when we are hurting. Let's not get to the very end of that deep dive. Let's surrender early on. <laughs> I remember Abraham once when we were selling our house, it was such perfect timing when we went, my husband and I went to see them down the peninsula and they were saying, at some point you have to cry uncle. You just say, you cry uncle. I give up. I give up. But what they said was so valuable. They said, you're not giving up on your desire. You're just giving up on the struggle. Yeah, And that was like, oh, because I think sometimes we get afraid that if we surrender or cry uncle that we're actually giving up on our dream or our desires. They're like, no, that doesn't go anywhere. But you are giving up the struggle. But the paradox is you get the desire when you give up the struggle. That's the beautiful paradox. It so feels not like that when you're in the middle of it. (laughs) And when you're being told you create your reality, you create your reality. I better work harder at creating my reality. I'm not doing a very good job because, you know. (laughs) 
I'm just going to say those affirmations louder, you know, um, and, and, and really it's not ever about the volume, but it is the subtlety. And, and I want to play um, sort of the second half of this communion of light, leveraging the contrast of money piece, where there is a subtle, graceful shift in moving from the thinking, thinking, thinking to the opening to just being spacious with what is, to beginning to entertain this feeling realm to which our thoughts can be generated from there. And and therein lies that beautiful process of manifestation. So I'm going to play the second part. It's a little bit longer, but again, we're listening to a beautiful segment from Frank Butterfield and the Communion of Light. Um, this is a, a recording that they uh, they did a little bit ago and have given us permission to replay it here on the radio. If you want more information about the Communion of Light, you can check out their website at www.communionoflight.com. And I know some of you people have been doing that because I'm hearing you on the calls. I'm hearing you on the weekly Communion of Light calls, and it brings me great pleasure to hear you there. So I'm happy that you're finding it such an extraordinary resource as I am. So here we go with the second half, and it's really entitled entitled I'm feeling more open and more spacious here we go so what I'm noticing now is that I'm beginning to feel a little bit more open around the topic of money around the topic of how I have spent money how I've given it away how I've made it how I've created it what I've done with it where it went and what happened I'm beginning to feel a little bit more spacious. I'm beginning to feel like there's a bit more breathing room than I thought there was before. I'm beginning to notice that from where I sit, I can look at the topic of money and be aware of the fact that in the past, I didn't like looking at it. And in the past, I felt some pretty intense emotions because of what I thought it all meant and because of where I was vibrationally in relationship to the topic. And it's okay that all of that happened. But now I'm noticing that I'm a lot more, maybe a little bit more, but definitely more than I thought would be possible at some point in the past, more relaxed about this topic than I've been. It's easier now for me to look at this and to see how there really is a perfection to all of the things that happened that got me here to this moment. And even though there are aspects of what happened that I don't like, I'm still feeling more open and more spacious and more allowing about what it is that I've called forth into my own experience and what it is that I have been thinking about and what it is that I have been so concerned about in terms of the money that I made, the money that I had, the money that I spent, the money that I gave away. I'm beginning to make more and more peace with myself and the past and the wonderful thing is, is that as I'm doing this and I'm feeling more relaxed, I'm noticing that some of the very specific things that I really do like about money are becoming more and more part of my reality. 
So it feels like there's more money in my experience and that I'm no longer quite as tightly bound up into some of the thicker, more intense aspects of my money experience. And now I'm more relaxed and more open. And in all of this openness and in all of this spaciousness, there's a lot of room for me to think about the possibilities of what can happen, which just means that I'm noticing that it's a lot easier than I thought it would be. Whereas before, it seemed like what needed to happen was I needed to get over or get through or deal with or manage somehow all of these very thick emotions that were just really the vibrational indicators of where I was on the topic of money. But now the way I'm seeing things, now that I understand that they really just were vibrational indicators, it doesn't seem quite as imperative as it did before to get everything straightened out and fixed and worked out. Now I feel more relaxed about what's happening. And consequently, I also feel more confident about what I'm creating. And I'm noticing how, as I direct my attention to the expectation of what I believe will be happening and what I want to happen and what is coming in my money experience, my physical experience, my manifested reality is beginning to match my expectations more and more consistently. And in fact, I'm a little bit astonished at how good things are getting. What's interesting is that because I was tripped up by my thoughts around money, and because I really did believe that I needed to get it all figured out before anything good could happen, it's a little bit surprising to me that although I don't nearly seem to have it worked out the way I thought I was supposed to, the money stuff is actually getting a lot better. Because the problem before, when I didn't want to think about money, was that it was hard for me to imagine what could happen that would be better. It was hard for me to essentially, intentionally, and deliberately create my experience here. So I'm freer than I thought I would be. I'm more liberated around all of this than I thought I would be. I'm in a really good spot, and that's surprising to me. I'm actually really enjoying thinking about how good money can be, how good my money experience can become. And I'm noticing that it's following suit. My physical reality is beginning to match that. And so there is a real, very tangible experience of improvement happening because I'm more relaxed about money than I've ever been. I'm not there yet in terms of having accomplished some sort of massive, powerful shift in money that puts me at the very end of the story. I'm very much in the middle of the story, and I'm beginning to realize how much I like that. I don't think I ever want to get to the end of this story, because I really enjoy 
what I've been noticing and what I've been imagining about money and what is possible and what I can have. So I'm really okay. In fact, I'm more than okay. I'm actually embracing and enjoying the ongoing story of how money gets easier and better and more abundant in my life and how obvious it is that what I'm imagining very intentionally is actually coming to pass. I keep seeing it over and over and over again. And I really like the fact that this is a continuing developing story and that there's always something a little bit more delightful about it than there was before. But most of all, I'm really enjoying the openness and spaciousness of my thoughts about money. That's actually become very, very, very delicious. And as good as that is right now, and it really is quite remarkably good, I know it's going to be getting even better and better and better from here. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. We'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. This is Ray, and you're listening to Everyday Attraction with my friend Janice Campbell of Receive Your Life. And we're speaking about this topic of you know, really changing how we are seeing the workings of law of attraction by surrendering (laughs) to some of these emotions. And we just got done, if you're just joining us, listening to Frank Butterfield, um, who channels the communion of light, talk about this opportunity for us to release our processes, 
as my friend Reverend Michael Beckwith would say, take a recess from the process and move into a surrendering of having to not know, not know how, not know where, not know when, and allowing the emotions to simply bubble up and let us know where we are. And um, don't you love, Janice, the, the kind of words that he used like, I'm I'm noticing that there's more space. I, I'm I'm relaxing. I think he must have used the words, you know, I'm relaxing. <laughs> you know what I think is interesting though, it's because then he, when he was talking about the money, he was saying it's hard for him to imagine how it could be. Like it was hard for him to imagine um it sounds like like a positive thing with money. Like he just yeah. couldn't get there. Like he would try and he just couldn't see it. He didn't have enough leverage or history or, or whatever from where he was coming from. So then if I understand it right, then he stopped. I mean, he stopped judging. He stopped trying to fix it. He just gave it a rest. And then later on, he said, I'm enjoying thinking how good my money experience could be. (laughs) I thought it was so great. Like, it's really about, we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We're not giving up on, like Abraham says, our desires, but we're not going to keep doing the same thing. that's not working. We're going to approach it in a different way, which is let it go. It's not mine to figure out. It's not mine to fix. And then when we're in the, it could be like Abraham says, when we get, when you get into the vortex, that's when you see things. So maybe what he's saying is the way he gets into the vortex is by releasing, stop trying. Becoming more open. Yes. That's surrendering and surrendering before the end of the war, you know, surrendering before there's any dismemberment, you know, surrendering when, when things just start to get a little tight and difficult. You know, it might be kind of fun too, just to kind of play that game is just see how early we could surrender. (laughs) Yeah. get out of It's like, because I'm I'm thinking of a couple situations now where I've had a hard time imagining what I want. Oh yeah. And I think it's again, it's that trying too hard. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 love this idea of just giving yourself permission to relax. And and what he said is that, you know, when we allow ourselves some space, some openness, some, you know, some relaxing, we begin to see that there may indeed be a type of perfection that is happening in everything that is unfolding, even in those things that we seemingly don't like that we have to reserve our judgment as to what is really going on and when we can do that we open ourselves up to become more aware more allowing of the perspective of those higher consciousnesses those that higher source that is allowing us to see that what we want is right here before us Well, Janice, I just want to thank you again for the time that you spent with us on the show today. And I'm going to leave you you all at this point in the show with some more soothing musings from our friend Frank Butterfield. And again, if you want to check out his site, it's communionoflight.com. Thank you again, Janice. We'll see you next time. So stay tuned here for some soothing thoughts. And we'll end up with our Law of Attraction card reading. Be well, and we'll see you next time. So in this physical world of my own creation, it seems like my upward limit of imagination rests somewhere at the sum of $50 trillion, which is a real number to me and quite significant. But that number doesn't really matter. 
because in my personal physical experience, that number doesn't relate to me whatsoever. I wouldn't want that amount of money. And I'm not sure even what it would look like other than just as a calculated sum. Intellectually, I get the idea that the supply of money is only limited by my imagination. And I can think of some macroeconomic reasons why that would be the case. In other words, I can think of things that would prove that there actually is an unlimited supply of money in the world based on a lot of very large factors that could be proven, if not empirically, at least with some sort of logic that would make sense to other people. But I gave up trying to make sense to other people long ago. And I'm no longer really interested in being in alignment with what an economist or a politician or a theorist of some sort would want to postulate and say, this is the way it is, and this is the way it always will be. And everybody's got to get on board with this kind of thinking in order to make sure that the worst doesn't happen or that things don't get any more complicated or difficult than they are. All of that kind of thinking, I'm really, 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 really walking away from. I'm walking away from it in such a way that it doesn't matter if it pops back up because it now feels rather cartoonish. It now feels rather silly. But not in a degradating sort of way, but rather in a way that really puts the focus on the idea that somehow getting along with the ideas that other people have is something important to do. And it's not. I know from my own experience with all sorts of other topics in my life that I really am the one who is creating my reality. I've seen it over and over and over and over again. It's beyond coincidence at this point. It's beyond happenstance or accident. I intend for something to happen and then I step back and watch as it does. And the ways in which it happens have nothing to do with what I'm doing. I'm aware that it's coming from my intention, but I watch other people respond to my intention, which I've never said out loud. Or I watch circumstances arrange themselves that happen to match exactly what it is that I'm looking for. So the idea that somehow or another I've got to get on board with what someone else thinks or says is now, it's not laughable, but it's something that no longer interests me. And from time to time, I still think that about all sorts of things. But I'm no longer really paying attention to it anymore. And that feels better. That really does feel better. It really does feel better for me to notice that it's my clarity and my intention around any topic that causes the physical universe to rearrange itself around what it is that I'm deciding that I can have. So I'm no longer bound by what I used to be really tied up with. I'm no longer in a space or in a place where I have to somehow or another get a grasp on reality or get clear about what I'm supposed to be doing or what I should be showing up as or how I should be thinking. Now what I'm doing is flowing with my own powerful desire. And what's happening, of course, is I just keep feeling better and better and better about all sorts of things. And when it comes to this topic about the supply of money in the world, 
I'm really beginning to notice that it really is as limited or as unlimited as I think it is, and that's all there is to it. But to think about the supply of money is something that's no longer really that interesting to me. It used to be very interesting to me. It used to be something that I thought was important to know and understand. Because I wanted to know about the world and under, to understand how I was supposed to react to it. But now that I know that the world is reacting to me and not the other way around, it feels a lot better to just say it doesn't really matter. What really matters is my intention. And my intention is for abundance in all things. And to see it in other people. Because it's not just for me, although it is really just for me. But what's also really delicious to me is to see other people having an experience of abundance. Because I really like that. I really enjoy it. Now, I don't know how to do that for them. I don't know how to make that happen. But I can find evidence, and I can notice how things are always getting better and better. And I can tell that story, not just on a personal level, but on a much larger level, on a much broader scale. And of course, I'm going to want to live in a world where abundance is the norm, because that's where I want to be. Now, again, how that happens with other people and through other people, I don't know. And I'm just going to let Law of Attraction sort that out for me. But what I do know is that my intention is to feel better and better and better about money. And I am. I really am because I'm really walking away from the idea that somehow I have to come up with a way to line up or conform with what other people have said or think. Now I'm beginning to notice that when I heard an economist say this or that that was gloomy news about the economy or about the way things work in the world, that that was just me matching up with an idea that I have about lack or deprivation. And when I turn my attention to abundance and to there being a fully powerful flow of money in my own life, I'm not really going to hear that anymore. Or if I hear it, I'm not going to pay attention. And I'm noticing that's already the case. I don't feel like what they're saying is silly or ridiculous, but I do feel like it's not worthy of my attention. It's worthy of honor because it's their creation. And in fact, it's worthy of honor because it's my creation. My experience of that is my creation. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the fact that there are other people running around saying these things, forecasting gloom and doom. But I'm not interested in it more. I don't find it to be helpful or useful. And what I'm really interested in is using it as the contrast that it really is to point back in the direction of the awareness that I have about abundance and how that works for me, not only on the bigger picture of how this is an abundant world, and that prosperity reigns and is abounding, and that wealth is unlimited for each and every person. But also very much on a very personal level, how I really am right now, right where I'm sitting, in the midst of great wealth and abundance and prosperity because I have drawn it to me. And if it's only in a vibrational state right now, I know that it's inevitable that it will become physical because I'm lined up with it more powerfully than I've ever been. I'm no longer using anything outside of me to block it or keep it away from me or to pretend like it's not there. So when I hear news or when I hear someone else talking about their story, I honor them for where they are because I know that they're reaching for relief in some form or another. But I'm not in agreement. I'm not in disagreement. I just don't care. I care for them. In fact, I care for them so much that I don't really listen to what they have to say that does not line up with who they really are. 
All I hear is them reaching for relief, and I know they'll find it. Just like I'm finding it right now for myself. I feel really good about where I am on this topic. I feel really good about the fact that it's okay for other people to have different opinions than me about all sorts of things, and that when I hear them, it's just the contrast that I'm looking for that helps me zero in even more clearly on the very clear, plain, and obvious fact that abundance and prosperity and wealth and an abundance and prosperity of money are very much the norm in my life, and that I'm in that powerful flow that's generated by my very strong personal preferences. And there is a powerful flow of money, cash, dollars, euros, pounds, in my life right now. There's no lack of it. There's no anything that's keeping it from me. I'm here in the midst of it, and I feel wealthy. I feel wealthy in a way that really does go down almost to a subatomic level. It feels like every particle in my experience is in alignment with this powerful, powerful, powerful awareness that I have. The powerful awareness that I have that this is the right place, the right time, the right people. This is exactly where I want to be. And that I'm in this luxuriating place of abundance and prosperity where there is great wealth in my life right now. I don't pay attention to what my eyes have to say about this or what a piece of paper tells me because that's the past. What's present and clear and obvious and right on point for me right now is an endless supply of abundance that comes from my source through an infinite array of channels. There are a number of ways that this abundance comes to me. And it feels really, really, really good for me to not only have what I'm wanting, but to be right in the midst of it all. So I'm really enjoying what's going on here. I'm really enjoying all of the contrast that's pointing me back to the very obvious and plain fact that I'm in the right place at the right time. And as good as this is, I know it will be getting even better and better and better from here. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction.